ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Give Mike a Mic Reloaded. I am your host, Michael Vivaldi. I'm joined by some great co-hosts. But before we get into it, we're going to take care of a little housekeeping right now. Please make sure that you are listening, subscribed, following the podcast. At Give Mike a Mic Reloaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, we should be on there. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star rating because I am a five-star man. Make sure that you are sharing this podcast with all your friends and family because everybody deserves a little love of podcasts. And now, here's Omar. What's going on, beautiful people? How are you all doing? Uh, Omar, how's your weekend been, man? Um, it's been good, man. Thanks for asking, sir. Oh, um, just, What'd just you been watching TV, uh, doing some marathons and, you know, of just... course there was some new stuff <laughs> that came out on Netflix. I know that you were watching. Yes, sir. What was it? Oh, I, I saw the haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, Bly Manor. Bly, sorry. Bly Manor. Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, did you finish it? The whole season? Yes, or? I did, sir. Wow. What'd yep. you think? What's your verdict? <laughs> really? Yeah, um, I was so excited. Like my, even my daughter, bro. My daughter's like, ah, uh, it was okay. It's just, it, it, this wasn't a horror story. It was more of a love story. Like full. And like what? Yes, they basically. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I mean, it had its moments here and there, you know, with the horror elements because they, they still brought them. But I had no idea that Mike Flanagan, the, the original director and creator, I had no idea that he barely did anything with the show. So I that was the first red flag. So this is a sequel to what the ha- uh, haunting of Hill House is that? It's his own. It's his own standalone show. It has nothing to do with the haunting of Hill House. No, sir. I expected to have at least the same vibes, you know, like the horror uh, elements, just a different house and different stories. It's kind of like basically, Mike, when you watch American Horror Story, yeah, and it have like the same actors, yeah, but different, completely different stories. It's just like that, and they do in different roles, obviously. So they really uh, are just like trying to bite off American Horror Story, though. I, I mean, it, and they have something going, man. But this, uh, I know you haven't seen it, Mike. But I told you the first season, honestly, was probably one of the best shows yeah, I, I ever watch seen it. in, my, I think, in my life. I think I'm gonna watch it. It's Halloween, like, like it's October. You have to watch it, and like, even now, just thinking, there were so many great episodes in the first season that had like you know like my hair like just like goosebumps all over my body, and I, I mean, it freaks you out. They did a good job with it. And this one, bro, I was just like, man, this is really boring. And yeah. they talk and talk and talk and talk. And little by little, I started seeing this is more of a love story than an actual horror story. It's still a good story. It had me entertained. Hell, I been I binge watched it the whole weekend, so that, that's something. Yeah. Um. Uh, so we watched it. I enjoyed it for what it was, but when you compare it for what I thought it was gonna be, it doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold on at all. Um, but I just finished watching The Boys this weekend. So oh, I hate you, bro. That's that's in my cue. I mean, I've I've seen every episode week to week. I, I don't know how you did it, Omar. I don't know how you waited till everything was up, but I have to, <laughs> I have to wait, watch wait. it week to week. Oh, like when oh, they released oh, so, it. Also, yeah. also, oh, oh, you saw it as as it went weekly. Yeah, because the first week they released. Three I, I know episodes. it was like three episodes. Yeah. I, I skipped it. I haven't seen nothing. Yeah, I know you skipped the whole I, thing. I, I can because I, I I need to watch everything like in a, in a week. Yeah, I did the three. Then every week it was one. Every Friday one, 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 and then finally they released the last episode on Friday, which I didn't know was the last one until I was watching it, and I'm like, dude, why is this? Why is this episode so good? So then I re- I looked it up. I'm like, okay, this is episode eight. And yeah, I looked up I think and it's like, only eight. eight. It's only eight. Yeah. I think because I, I remember me saying, man, I wish this, this were longer. 
but it was eight uh, all at one time. It wasn't eight. You know what I'm right. saying? Like eight over the course of a month. Yeah, it was yeah. eight. It was eight. It was eight. Yeah. Sorry. I can't wait. I mean, I've been hearing so so great things, and I keep hearing that apparently, like the the season or whatever the ending. I don't know. I haven't seen it, mm -hmm. but it it kind of ties into what's going on, like in like in our lives oh, right the now. Entire season does. So it kind of it makes fun of it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I need to watch this. After season two, I'm just like ready for season three. Yo, to be honest. Oh, oh, and look what we have here, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Bivaldi. Alex. Back from my grave. Ooh. Back with Guru. All right. So on this episode, we're taking a whole different road that people probably don't expect from us. We're going to be talking about wrestling. Wrestling. Do you know what wrestling, wrestling. is? What's wrestling? What's wrestling, guys? Oh, it's a... Uh... <laughs> I have to cut that, bro. That's copyright. <laughs> it's copyright, bro. Oh, I believe that. Oh, I believe it's copyright. Yeah, that's what I believe. <laughs> this podcast is gonna be banned by WWE. Oh yeah, bro. They're gonna they're gonna ban us, bro. If Disturbed's not gonna sue you, bro, I doubt this guy will sue. Disturbed. So in case you guys don't know, listening to us, we're going to give you a little bit more of a, I guess, an insight to us. A lot of you listening did not know that maybe all of us or some of us or any of us were wrestling fans or are wrestling fans. We don't know. We're going to get into this today. We used to watch it pretty religiously. It was like church for us. I want to hear from you guys, Omar and Alex. Like what are your earliest, like what's your earliest memory of wrestling like not necessarily that you liked it or enjoyed it but just what was like your first memory you can remember i don't know if it was like a christmas or a birthday for michael but i remember he got this like ring it was like a little blue ring that was my birthday he had like rowdy piper and i think it was hulk hogan, hogan. Or, yep. yeah hogan and we used to like sit in the middle of our like apartment like in the hallway and we'd actually have like matches with these action figures well, I mean, my story is a lot different than Alex, but when I, when I was little, um, I had this ring. It was blue, and I had, like, the Ultimate Warrior and, like, Big Boss Man and Hogan, and I used to fight with them, and they had sound effects. <laughs> it's the same story. It's the same story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty – moral of the story, bro, I'm pretty sure we all had that damn ring. Yeah, we did. Seems and, yes, th that is my first ever, like – I'm not kidding. That's my first ever like encounter to, to wrestling back then. When was it? Oh, sorry, you Omar. When was the peak moment that you knew you were hooked? Like you saw a match or you saw something, and you're like, "Oh my god, I love this. I love wrestling now." Stoko, Stoko, Stoko. Uh, you're gonna have to like bring that way down, sir. Like you were in red the whole time. By God. Even worse. <laughs> Yeah, like freaking Stone Cold. What, you just saw him like one day and you were like, oh, I like that white guy. Like, what happened? <laughs> what did he do? That white guy. What the freak did that he do? That white guy wearing the black underwear. Yeah, that bald white guy. Oh, I like it. Funny thing is that for me to get to the WWE, or back then was the WWF, it was through the uh, Nintendo 64. Like, all my friends had the, the cartridges, you know, whatever, the wrestling games. The video games, yeah. And everybody was playing it. And, like, I was, um, I started playing, you know, the the Attitude game. I, I think I was home on a Monday. 
and I was just flipping the channels, and I obviously I went to uh, Raw on the USA uh, Network, and like Stone Cold was like all over the freaking episode, bro, because that he always was, right? Like he was he was like the main guy, and and yeah, dude, what I saw, I don't know what he was doing, bro, but I'm sure he was probably doing this. I, I think he was fighting Taker. It was something like that, or Kane at the same night. And he was just beating up everybody. I'm like, this guy's this guy's amazing. And that was it, bro. And the next Monday, I, I kept watching it. And then next time I looked, I'm, I was I was hooked. So you me, Alex, do you remember who like your favorite wrestlers were when you were? When I was really young, like I I loved Bret Hart. I remember just because like his music was like so dope when he come out, and um, his entrance like with the little hearts all around the ring. Um, so I, I loved Bret Hart and I just thought like he was awesome cause he was like a really technical wrestler. When I did watch it, it was, it was always about the, the actual skills in the ring, you know, like that's something that I've enjoyed. So, but I would say like when I really got hooked to wrestling, um, was probably during the Monday night wars, like with Nitro and, um, WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it. That was when I got hooked cause it was like nwo and dx and like the attitude era like it was a peak and that's for a lot of wrestling fans i was like a really like awesome time uh alex did you have like an all-time favorite match oh my god i mean there's there's so many good ones it was uh the taker versus mike Shawn michaels like matches like mm. right before Shawn michaels like retired i would say those matches because it was just back and forth finisher after finisher like perfect kickouts and spots, like just everything was in line those nights. But me, I was like Team Bret Hart. I actually met Bret Hart uh, when they did SummerSlam. It was him versus Mr. What? It was him versus Mr. Perfect. <laughs> he signed his. He was signing the black and white photo for me, and then he had a, I guess, a cup of water or coffee next to him, and he spilled it on himself, like on his jeans. And then he goes oh. up to me. He looks at me. He's like. Hey, nobody's perfect. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a dad joke. Like wow, dad joke. bro. Because he's fighting Mr. Perfect. It made sense. So I was like, all right. This guy's like my favorite wrestler now. He's funny, whatever. Omar, what was your what was your favorite match, bro? All right, well, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Um, because it's hard to choose one. Mm. So I, I'm going to go with the whole trilogy with The Rock and Stone Cold. Because at the same time. Oh, like as, all three of their matches. Every match they had, even, yeah. that, that, even down to the last retirement match. Even though the, like the Rock back then, like, I didn't know I didn't care for him. Through Stone Cold, I started to also become a, become a fan of Stone the Rock. Mm. So it's like both. So both later on will become eventually my favorites at different times. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, damn, like it's hard to choose, you know, like a uh, different match than than those two really. You know, anytime they were together in the ring or you know, like remember their storylines. Yeah, the, the story was. Remember, huge, remember yeah. the pro the promos, bro. Yeah. It, it was just out of it was ridiculous. Well, because every baby face needs a good heel, and they brought that out of each other. Yeah, know? like Batman versus Joker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. It, yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. Exactly. I want to say my favorite match. It's ugh, it has to be a tie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Omar, you were there for it. Was WrestleMania twenty eight. Great Collie versus Goldust. <laughs> oh, Great Collie oh, versus Goldust. Oh, uh, Randy Orton and Big Show? That was amazing, right? 
No, man. Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. 15 seconds. Oh, oh. get out of here, bro. That's ironic, ironic, ironic. That's terrible. Okay, okay, okay. No, okay. my favorite match from that show was, <laughs> and probably of all time, was Taker versus Taker versus Triple, Triple H, H and, Hel- and, and Hell in a Cell. And Metallica, yep. Metallica had a theme song for the Hell in a Cell. The actual Cell had a theme song, which is great. Uh, and then Shawn Michaels was the special guest referee. So I think yeah. with the drama that that that's, brought in, gosh, that's a good one. Was amazing. Like you rewatch that on, and I saw it in person, so it was dramatic as it is. But you know, when you see it on TV, and you know they zoom in on faces on Shawn Michaels' face when he super kicked freaking Taker, and then Taker still kicked out, and then Shawn Michaels goes into the corner and is like crying in the corner, like things like that. Like the drama that was. <laughs> in that match was like amazing sure, sure. you know and that's one of the last man like great matches that i remember after that match i was like dude taker should just retire and then he had like that should have been 10 the last more one. matches after that i don't know what no you know no. what i'm saying that should have been the had... last one so what started happening that made you guys like stop watching was it something that they did was it because i debate this myself i'm like was it something it that me. that they did not personally to me, obviously, but like, are they doing something different? <laughs> are they not building people the way they were? Am I getting older and I'm just not interested in it as much as I was before? Like, what? What started happening? I I don't think it's necessarily getting older, you know, because again, I've I've still watched a few shows here and there, but I think COVID right now is just completely destroying wrestling in general for me because there's like no full crowds it's not the same um you know wrestlemania is where there's like thousands of fans just screaming and booing or cheering whatever and they get you into the match you know but even before all of this has probably been what they've done you know it's really just been the storytelling is just not there there's too many pay-per-views so it's almost like it becomes saturated you know it's you got monday night raw then you got smackdown on fridays then you have NXT on Wednesdays if you're watching that. And there's a lot of great talent on the roster. You know, there's a lot of people that I watched that were on NXT that are on the main roster now that are literally sitting backstage, not even being showcased. So for me, I just feel like the the in-ring is suffering and the storytelling is suffering. And so I'm just completely falling off for that reason. So you feel like the investment, like they're not putting in the time for you to get invested in. Yeah. Into a story. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's partly why, uh, you know, for a while I, I stopped. I haven't watched the main roster. I could be honest with you, an entire show in at least probably like maybe two to three years. Like maybe there's some times that I'll start watching it for the first hour and then I fall off. Or fast or forward. I pick, DVR or, it. Exactly. Or I just catch highlights somewhere. But that's why I, m- I moved to NXC for a while because, you know, they had maybe four pay-per-views out of the year which were linked with the biggest pay-per-views on the main roster, like Mania, SummerSlam. And with those, it was like you knew you were going to get months of a build because they're building towards that pay-per-view. In some cases, you know, I've seen it where the storyline, like look at Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. I mean, that story was going on for years, and it's still somewhat there. Like they could totally pick it up wherever they wanted to. Now you're not seeing that on the main roster. You know, yeah, I think you're right with like the investment part. It's just you had people's like some stories line would go from Royal Rumble all the way to normally WrestleMania because they didn't have a pay-per-view every month. Now they have a pay-per-view every month. So it's like short-term storylines, which I get it too, because I think 
the way that the audience is now, especially with like younger audiences, their attention deficit like is, is is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like they have ADD, they can't focus on one storyline for the entire time, or they get bored, or whatever it is. But me, since I was more into the the stories, you know, growing up and stuff like that, we had Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart built up from like the beginning of the year all the way to WrestleMania, and every week one of them will come out, cut a promo. Uh, the other person will come in and maybe fight them for a week and uh, or for that time, and that was it. And the next week it will be something else, or maybe they took a week off, like they, or they did something exactly. from home, or they did yeah. something like creative, something backstage, whatever it was. Now it's just like, like you said, it's either super boring or they just <laughs> like they just give up on the entire story. And they're like, okay, well uh, that didn't work out last week, so we'll go something else, or the pay per view is coming up in a week. So we'll end the story here. And for a while, you know, part of it too was just they kept pushing the same people. The Golden Boys were Hogan. Oh, Hogan. Hell right? yeah, bro. Hell. Hogan was like constantly in the title picture, constantly winning every single year, uh, every match he had. And then when he sort of like passed the torch off, well, there was there's always been an agenda of like where they, they say they're going to move on to the next, you know, group of people. And then they still rely on their older people, yeah. you know, like it's just the way it's always been like, and then it, it moved on to John Cena for a while, you know, and people hated him because it was just like, he's always winning. It was one of those situations like where people hated Kobe at one point, you know, cause he's always winning championships. People hated Jordan, the same thing. Um, because they, you know, they want other people to get a chance. And in the cases of like other sports, that's not even an argument because you can't really hate them. It's just their skill. You know, yeah. if they're winning, they're winning. But with wrestling, we all know these things are predetermined. Yeah. We all know there's politics behind the scenes and it becomes a situation where there's legitimately people that are constantly being pushed, you know, for a while it was Roman and then, you know, he went away for a bit and now he's came back. He's a heel from what I've heard. I haven't seen any of his matches or, promos you know i've seen his look and and just little tidbits here and there but i mean people are now saying that that's the best storyline going and for a while people wanted him to be heel so i feel like sometimes they take also too long to pull the trigger on something which is true i think they used to like listen to the crowd a little bit more when the rock first debuted he was a heat uh phase like rocky maivia i think it was and he always smiling and always dancing coming down the ring and people hated him like, they would boo him on the way to the ring. And then, what did it take? Maybe less than a month. And they put him in a group with the Nation of Domination. And he was a complete mm-hmm. heel and complete, like, asshole. Exactly. And, and then sometimes when they do it now, adversely uh, to now, like, John Cena will never be a heel. I mean, never say never, but he hasn't been a heel since God knows when. Roman was the same. They He was he was a heel when he first came out. like And, and that's because he was a baby face, and then people booed him, kind of like they did exactly. with The Rock. Exactly. You have an audience like every year for the past what four or five years, like constantly booing Roman Reigns, and they. I mean, finally... it got to the point where people were literally like screaming obscenities to him from yeah, like die, the crowd like telling him to die and like all this crazy like I've never seen. He was a baby face. Yeah, he was a complete baby face. You know, he went over on so many people on so many levels, and then, you know, they no one wanted to accept them because it's like you force something, you know, you look at the Daniel Bryan situation that that was my favorite wrestler for a long time. And, and still to this day, I, I enjoy watching his matches. You know, I haven't caught any in a bit because like I said, I stopped watching, 
And it's a shame because I don't know how much longer he'll have on his career due to his injuries. But, you know, for a while there, they didn't want to push him. And he was the hottest baby face. You, you could have, like, totally went all in on this guy. That could have been your face. And they didn't want to do it. So He was small. Yeah. He was too small. I don't know. He's, it's, he's not big and muscular like He's Vince. not big like Cena, bro. Vince's man. Like that's Vince's penis, yeah. That's what he likes. So <laughs> it's... For me, it's slowly, I, you know, slowly stopped watching here and there. I wasn't watching every week, obviously. I don't have time in the in the week to do it, first of all, to watch a three-hour show on a Monday night and then a two-hour show on a Friday and then whatever. So now I can admit, like, I'll watch AEW here and there because I have it on DVR. I fast-forward through a lot of it. But it's a very stark difference between, I feel like, an AEW and NXT. Like, NXT is still probably my favorite, but even your that's kind of changing in a way too where we would go to like these nxt events and it was more intimate and the crowds were different you know even when what was the tna impact when that was at universal and we would go there like it was a completely different just audience you know it felt like more hardcore it felt more like raw you know what i'm saying not scripted not as i don't know corporate i guess as like a WWE type deal and I think that's sometimes what you need, like just to watch something different. Like when you watch your favorite shows, they can get a little stagnant. Same thing with like Omar and I were talking about it earlier in the show where we were talking about American Horror Story. They might bring in the same characters, but every season is different. They have a different story going on or they have some different dynamic. Wrestling, when we watch that now, it doesn't do that. I feel like it's a lot of the same people. I think right now with COVID, they're trying different things because they can. Yeah, you know, and and unfortunately, no one's watching, but a lot of people aren't watching. Exactly. So they're like, like, oh, we'll just do whatever. Whatever happens, happens. And when mm -hmm. we come back to, you know, studio or uh, big arenas and stuff like that, stadiums, we'll go back to business as usual. I'm actually quite, you know, that's a good point. Like, I'm actually curious when they do go back. I would want them to keep doing this. You know, I would want them to keep trying new things because that that's what's going to create new opportunities for people, like we were saying earlier so i don't know the part of me is like I mean, oh, they're even go if back you to the same flop time. like what's the worst that could happen you know like yeah right still... now they're not doing well like none yeah. of the companies are really doing too well i think AEW's is doing a little bit more well but well they're, they're doing well in their in their spot and right now it's a little bit hard because there's so many sports coming back on the same nights like you know you have the nba playoffs yeah, the happening finals were right happening now. at the same time yeah and um, so that kind of like kept switching their day around and NXT, you know, the main problem with them is that they're, I feel like they're focusing too much on trying to be AEW that their product is suffering, that they're not focusing on what made them the, you know, the best company, even better than raw SmackDown yeah. or brand. I mean, not company cause they're still under WWE, but um, that's what made them great. They kept building up talent, and there was there were some matches on some of these takeovers and some of these shows that probably some of my favorite matches that I've seen since I've watched wrestling. But lately, it's just like when you have competition, either keep doing the things that you're doing that made you successful, and people will stay loyal to that, or what's happening with NXT, I feel, is they're changing it up too much to, like you said, compete a little bit more, be a little bit more like AEW. Well, I don't even know if they're trying to be like AEW because I feel like if they were, I actually would watch it more 
I feel like they're trying to be more like Raw or SmackDown because Ooh, NXT. Yeah, mm. like if you're watching any of these shows again, like there's some they're adding more pay per views throughout the year now. Like it's not four anymore. Now there's like six. Now all of a sudden they're doing like a Halloween Havoc event. You know, oh, I did to, see. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah, to try to compete with AEW because they've been branding some of their shows like Bash at the Beach and the same thing. So they're trying to like. You know, like if, if you just focus on the talented people you have in ring, it's just one of those situations where, you know, again, it's like CM Punk said a long time ago in his pipe bomb, the company is never going to get better until Vince McMahon is gone. Is there anything that besides a crowd that would like bring you back that you would get excited about, like to come back to watch wrestling? If there's anything that would bring me back in, honestly, like we were talking about, you know, it, it just has to be a situation where they are focusing on like fully trying to build storylines, you know, like don't try to, I don't mind throwaway matches in between, but for one thing, take away a lot of the pay-per-views. They have too many pay-per-views in the year. You have to think like some of these stories, like what you guys are talking about, our greatest memories, right? You know, Rock and Austin, these are months of builds before they finally start, like touched or each years. other in the ring or, or years before they started fighting. Exactly. It's just a situation where you can't have somebody fighting on a Monday night and then they beat the ch the champion, you know, just, just because they want to put them in a championship match the next week on Sunday on a pay-per-view to where they lose anyways. Like, what's the point of that? You know what I'm saying? Like have a little more respect for your talent. And if you're going to put them in a championship pitcher, give them actual feuds. Uh, another thing is that they don't, because they don't build enough of the stories, you don't have an emotional investment in any of these people, you know? So I don't know who's a heel, who's a face, who I'm supposed to cheer for, who I'm supposed to boo. Well, have them change the flip-flop every week. Every heel needs a good baby face, right? To, to continue to feud with, to continue to fight. So if these people are both fighting in a match and there's no build, there's no emotional connection, what's the point? It's just a match. I'm just watching it. And if the action is not there, then it's just two people in a, in a circle just, like, touching each other. Like, jerking yeah. off each other, yeah. Yeah. You were talking about respect for or for the talent. You were talking about respect for the talent. Uh, recently, I just read that, uh, I don't know if it's because Vince McMahon is not doing too well financially or whatnot, but he is requiring um, a lot of these wrestlers who, you know, for COVID, obviously everybody's been impacted financially and in order to combat that a lot of these wrestlers have gone to do other things you know outside of wrestling like doing twitch you know gaming channels things like that and recently it's been announced that they're supposed to i guess give that over to vince or i don't know what the logistics are of this exactly but for what i hear is these twitch streams are now owned by the wwe yep so what i mean how do you guys feel about that what can you i mean if you guys want to elaborate if you guys know more information than me you're right i mean what they're basically doing is putting them against the wall and saying if you're going to continue to stream and use your name on your stream then we're going to take you know revenue from that basically and i forgot to preface that with that wwe wrestlers are not technically employees they don't get health care they don't get any like benefits in that way they're, They're really independent considered independent contractors. contractors. Yeah. So mm -hmm. as an independent contractor, I feel like you should be able to kind of do 
whatever the hell you want outside of your outside of your wrestling engagements. Again, uh, a perfect example of disrespect to people because especially because some of these wrestlers they make the biggest payday on Mania, right? And this year Mania because of COVID was completely scaled back. It had one fan. One fan, exactly one fan all the way in the top. <laughs> so they didn't make any money off of like ticket sales, merchandise, any of that stuff. So because of that, like, you know, you can't be mad at these people for trying to go out. And a lot of them have even gone on record to say that it's not about the money they're getting from these streams because, you know, you, you can make a pretty decent living, but you have to be streaming pretty regularly to continue to get subscribers and people following you and doing all that stuff. So a lot of them just like it because they're huge gamers. That's just something they like to do. And they like to interact with their fans. They want to talk with them. And right now, because of COVID, they, they don't have these meet and greets. They don't have these opportunities to talk with people face to face. So this is the best way they can do it where they're chatting with them, answering questions, doing Q and A's. And you, you can't knock them for doing that. You know, they're trying to evolve with the times. The time, and, yeah. and that's what has to happen right now for a lot of people in their jobs, you know. I mean, I've started streaming just for fun, too. Like, it's not even about the money because I don't have enough followers on there. I don't have subscribers. But for me, if that happens eventually, like, cool. Then I have some extra money here and there. But, you know, for me, I just I love to game and I love to talk with people and be social. I mean, that's why me and you and Omar game a lot. I think there's a lot of stuff that was happening. Yeah, with WWE, what I was reading recently was that their stock, of course, has been trending down for a while. I know recently, I think their stock only went down to like $38, which last year they're at $70. So almost cut in half. I think there was a, a survey too. Yeah, Variety did the survey. It was reasons why U.S. viewers stopped watching professional wrestling. And the number one reason was it seemed more cartoonish than when I liked it, which was weird to me because I felt like it was more cartoonish back then. Like you had Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and Doink the like literally a clown, Doink the clown. But then like right behind it, where what we we're talking about earlier, storylines are not as good or interesting. I think whoever was like on the edge of not watching it anymore, like me, I think COVID completely killed it. I was watching it like with you guys. I remember on a, on a pay per view. Well, we watch, yeah, we watch a pay per view. Like, like honestly, God, yeah. since last time we saw it, I I haven't, I don't know anything else. But the thing is, see, I kept, I kept not watching it, but I kept updated because I was listening to podcasts, and every now and then I would read the news of what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's man, I'm done. I just completely just cut that cord. And yeah. to and for and for me, I think COVID did it. To be honest, you know, is there something that would bring you back? Like, was there something that would change that would bring you back to watch it again, or are you just kind of like wash your hands of it? Stone cold. Stone cold. Stone cold. Stone cold. <laughs> I, like I don't even think I mean, he would save it. To be honest, like, like I don't. Like, even no, like no, him no. Anymore. I mean, he wouldn't save it because, dude, you remember last time? Like, well, you guys remember? Like last time, Stone Cold appeared on the show. It was like super cringe. Wasn't like, it cringe? It was just, yeah, yeah. Was it like he was, terrible? Was Becky Lynch. He was drunk as hell. That's Bro, what Becky Lynch that's right, the uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah. See, I forgot what the context was, but I know, I know, me saying to you guys like, "Oh my god, that was terrible." That was terrible I remember yeah. that. I was pissed off. Like I wanted to watch it just for that, and out of the three-hour show, he was there for I don't know how many minutes. 
I'm sick and tired of it. Like the whole Vince and the, what you guys were talking about, the Twitter thing and the Trump oh, thing. All that, yeah. There's just so much crap that honestly, I just, I just loathe that man. I, I think, like honestly, I might one day just watch it, depending what you guys tell me, when Vince dies, because I know for a fact that this guy ruined. I mean, it is his own creation, but he literally murders his own creation as well. I just read something earlier today, but it was it wasn't on the on a wrestling thing. It was actually on the other forums I attend to. And one of the topics was about Lars Sullivan. He and just came back, I think. Right. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah. he just came back. And this guy, I don't know if you remember, but yes. he was caught for being a freaking racist. You know what's hilarious? Blah, 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 blah. I had just thought about him the other day. Like, last week, yeah. I had him on mine. I'm like, who's that wrestler that got arrested? Or not arrested. Not but arrested, like, but he got in trouble. Yeah. He was injured, and then he got in trouble for being racist and doing, like, gay porn as well yes <laughs> it was mm-hmm. something like that bro if oh, you that was see what he yeah. looks like he's he's super ripped so he is again oh he got in shape exam- really? yeah he's the example of what we were talking about omar like how vince loves like really big ripped strong people man. like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like he kind of looks like um zangief from a uh, street fighter <laughs> like i swear to you yeah, like yeah. look up look up picture wow. of this guy. he does like uh, the <laughs> he, looks like, look. <laughs> he does look like zangief from like the <laughs> The movie. So that's that's his new look then. That's his new look. Zangief, bro. I guess, yeah. Chase the channel. Yeah, he has literally red, the red tights and then black like armbands. <laughs> so he looks just like Zangief, bro. Shouldn't they be opening up their shows now to people? Because did, did they like? I think they have. Florida, I, I they think they said it? they did. Though they're going oh. to like oh, limited. They're, going to? they're limiting it to like a few fans, like very few fans. But then the rest of the fans are going to be like family and friends of actual wrestlers. That are there. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know if they're doing it in the uh, in the Amway Center, but I know NXT and their new performance center that they're building or whatever. Right. Th- that's how they're gonna do their shows. But right, I mean, right now, like, I mean, and I know we don't watch it, but like, I I, I just can't believe people, other fans out there, dying to watch WWE Live again. I just, I, I just don't see it. Can I be honest with you? And I'm not even gonna be, like, I'm not gonna say anything that's like politically incorrect or like insensitive and then i get in trouble for saying this but i think some of these people are like legitimately brain dead like they just and a lot of them are people that have never watched a product before and they're at home and even if they have the network they're not going back and watching what made wwe what it is now right right and and they're also marketing towards kids They, they still are marketing towards that demographic you know like if you watch AEW, they're dropping like uh, curse words here and there. There's blood. There's it's a lot more edgier, and in your face. And that's where they're getting that 18 to you know whatever demographic and yeah. killing it every every single week. But they've kind of done it in a way where I've, I'm still excited to watch it, just because a lot of times even them and the audience they get into like fights, or you know they get involved in the action or their storylines that evolve because they're in the audience, so they're doing it in a very interesting way to keep everybody invested or interested. You know what and I'm saying? That's, it's like, okay. And that's my point. Yeah. Like you can have those little blow offs here and there. I, I don't mind that. Like, go ahead. But at the end of the day, like you're still going to have a, a major match. That's going to have a purpose for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of the examples that they've done so far, like Kenny Omega and, and Jericho. I mean, they were having feuds, in new japan before they even got to aew and then they got there and then like it was one of the first few that i still continued going so 
how can a company that wasn't even started go off like with that right away? You know what I'm saying? So it, it just takes a couple of weeks of telling a story and having a purpose. Yeah, but you know what? It's funny because you said the, there's no buildups. But, you know, if you if you look back, bro, I mean, there's been other instances when Vince McMahon, bro, when it comes to stories, I, I mean, I'm not going to say he's never been good because he's been good. But a lot of the times it wasn't him. It was just the writers under him forcing him to go along with the story. Agreed. Because right now, like, dude, I mean, who can forget why Stone Cold walked out? I, you know me, dude. When it comes to Stone Cold, I, I'm gonna remember everything. Yeah, and, yeah. And the Stone Cold, yeah, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Monday. Oh, hey. Oh, Brock Lesnar. Oh, hi. Uh, he's gonna beat you up today. I'm like, wait, what? It's like there's no build up. This match should have been built up for months or whatever. And then he he does that still. He does that today. Oh, he all does the time. today. Yeah, yeah. So that's the issue. It's just uh, he doesn't know how to build anything. It's just all like in your face, and nobody cares. Well, that's true because there's been reported cases of. Hours before they are going live, he's going changes. in and rewriting everything <laughs> yeah. himself and, and changing everything. So it's just one of those things where that that's, again, like we said earlier, once he's gone, it, it might actually be a better place. Who knows? Yeah, that's the thing, man. Yeah, because nowadays, as you guys know, they have like over at least around 25 to 30 writers. I mean, I don't know about now. Because of the COVID, Probably less than that. Exactly. But before COVID, that that was the number. And there was a lot of TV TV writers working for Vince, and literally these TV writers wrote scripts for um, the whole night. They stopped writing scripts ahead of time because, like you said, Alex, he would literally break the script every Monday or like or, imagine or, doing or that. SmackDown. This is a TV show. Like who does oh, that? Oh, like you, that's like Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live, yeah. Saturday Night Live. Like if they were just you go through rehearsals every week. On yeah. Saturday Night Live, and the day of Saturday, they're like, "Oh, you know what? We uh, <laughs> we're gonna change this all together. This is this is not gonna work whatsoever." Riley pissed off, dude. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a strike. Those actors wouldn't even go on That'll set. That'll be like a strike. Like like you wasted all this time doing whatever you know for this guy, and then this guy stressed your paper. So, but back in the days when the show worked, it wasn't like that. There no. was only like two writers that literally did everything with Vince, and they had they actually have private meetings on the side just working on that all the time and, they and had, the guy respected had, the arc they had stories set up for months oh yeah 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 he like respected drawn the arc months. i believe if it's not broken why fix it right but i don't know what do we know <laughs> what do we know right <laughs> yeah it only took us four years to get roman reigns to be a heel so well that's honestly one of the reasons why i stopped watching <laughs> <laughs> it was probably Roman Reigns. Oh, because no, he wasn't heel. No, no, just I him just, in general, I, yeah. I think in general, I, I heard you guys talking earlier about the booing and all the people cursing at him. and Which I, we, I, I, not to get confused, <laughs> like we like him as a person. Like he's great. He's a hero. Oh, I'm, he, I'm sure he's okay. You know, yeah. he seems like a good guy, you know, pretty humble. He's a family guy. Like Well, same as John scenes. Cena. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same Cena's Cena. exactly. Yeah. The same way. C- Cena, there's a, there a time, I, dude, there was a time I had John Cena Merck, okay? Yeah. I admit it. Yeah. Like, I like John Cena, and then, like, I couldn't stand him because of this guy. They shoved it, it down my throat. It was just the character. Like, the character, when you're trying to shove someone down down your throat, <laughs> literally down your throat, bro. Literally in my throat, coming out of my ass. Like, the guy was repetitive. Oh. He oh, was right. the same guy, bro. Remember one Monday, blue shirt. Next Monday, red shirt. Another Monday, yeah. was green shirt. It's the same thing every week. Yeah. I mean, at least we got that. I got Cena, tired. But, like, Rowan Reigns, he wore the same... No, Black yeah, the problem with Roman Reigns, bro, was the problem with Roman <laughs> Reigns, dude. Poor guy, he doesn't have the charisma of John Cena. 
No, no. You know, and that's the issue. But and we saw that when he when he promoted against John Cena when they were building up the match, he got destroyed, bro. Not full, destroyed. Full. Honestly, I forgot about that. Now that you mentioned it, it's coming back to me now. Never forget about that. (laughs) But um, but but it's funny because in a way, Alex and, and Mike, like this this decision uh to uh to have no new superstars. That was all Vince McMahon's decision. You know that. Like he said, he doesn't want to have no more John Cena's. Mm. That was his decision. So if you think about it, the last time the show was hot, that was it was probably ruthless aggression, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it was. No, yeah, was. I think even no? CM Punk, because that was after Ruth. CM but Punk that was, was well, 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 No, was no, no. You're right. Theory. That was more like the reality. That was, reality era. That was yeah. like the reality era, whatever it was. Uh but like, yeah, you're right. But then again, that was just CM Punk being CM Punk. Like CM Punk should have been the next big star, and they, like uh, Daniel Bryan. I heard you guys Bryan. talking about yep. Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. They, they all should have been like the top, top, even today, top stars. Yeah. But every time they got big, their storylines change, and then you stop, you stop seeing them as much anymore. And remember I mean, there's I was still tell- people on the roster right now, like Ziggler, that could could have been. Oh, big. Yeah. oh um, bro. That's a story I don't even want to talk dude, about. How that, many dude. failed opportunities for him? <laughs> yeah. For people like Zack Ryder, even. Bro, like, Zack Ryder made remember, it big dude? by himself on YouTube. And people, like, got on that train for him. And then they gave him mm. a little bit of chance. And then nothing. And then nothing. He had to show by Kane, bro. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. That's the biggest, biggest. Oh, example that's right. There. Cody Rhodes. Like, they, they never liked him at Rusev. all. In the... the same thing, Rusev. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's done. Bro, Rusev Day? Psh. <laughs> yeah. yeah did, did you hear yeah. about did you did you guys hear about that interview when they 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 told um Rusev that they said that the Rusev day was it was something like they they were making fun of him. They like, pulled him. Yeah, the people behind backstage pulled him over and said the fans were not cheering for him. They were making fun of him. No, that's not true. They were actually, yeah, they were cheering, actually cheering for him. They were yeah. cheering for him. That exactly, was insane. Yeah. Were, I remember the audience going crazy. I actually I was watching it back then. The guy has his own story in his mind, and then when people start getting over. Uh, and it's not what you wanted on the original script. You have to basically throw that nasty, that cold water all, all over the fire, bro. You have do you to. Think he, do you think he, like, doesn't want a big star because of what he's seen, like, Cena become and Rock become and Hogan? Uh, I think it was all more, maybe, yeah. It's, I, I mean, you're right. They all I became mean, Hollywood stars. They, they became bigger than, bigger than the product. And then they left, and then and it's they, like, and then of course they're gonna leave. But they so, leave, but they always come back to help him out. Like the Rock comes back, and I mean, how long has he been in movies? And he still came back a few years ago. He he's still around. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He won I the championship. He wanted, to, he wanted to fight the Roman. I heard. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, he'll still come back. Like you have these faithful people, just don't burn the bridges with them. I think he wants them there full time though, and it's like they can't commit to that because they're doing bigger things. And yeah, but then look what happens if you get The Rock or Stone Cold in there still today, they yeah, would not be the same true. person that they would be back. Oh then. hell no! Their bodies no. would have been no, broken no. They'll be now, in wheelchairs, bro. bro. Listen, the only the only thing good I can well one of the good things that I can say about COVID is that for the WWE wrestlers, uh, I don't think house shows will ever come back. That's actually because, good for their health, though. Because like, it was literally murdering them. Their and body, a lot yeah. of, dude, those house shows, Alex, you know, lately they were dead. There was mm-hmm. no one there. Like, it wasn't like the pack. Back in the days, house shows, when Alex, um, when I started watching it, and Michael, we used to go to house shows and stuff. I get it back then, because back then they were packed. But, dude, nowadays, well, before COVID, they were dead. So, if anything, COVID helped. Yeah, they, I, don't, I don't think they're going back to house shows for a long time. 
And if they ever do, bro, by the time we get there, the show's going to be completely different. So I, I don't see it. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Did you guys, I want to do something here because I know some of you weren't, some of you may not come back to wrestling. I want to see if any of you guys would like to have any last words for wrestling. Like do your own little eulogy for wrestling. All right, well, all right, all right. Alex, you can go first, but no, you, no, you go. No, first. I'll go first. All right. What I was going to say was that I know, I know for a fact, Alex will come back to wrestling when he hears this one day. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, definitely not. Mike, Alex pants will drop, bro, right in the family room. He would just drop. I think I would. I think I'd die. I think he stabbed himself, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have a murder right in the middle of the He'll floor, bro. Fall off the back in his house. He go yeah. outside. He falls off. I'd be like, <laughs> Luna, Luna's gonna be an orphan if that happens, bro. Like, oh oh if no! Kali comes back. Boo. No. <laughs> I, I'm All not right, gonna, right, I'm for not real, gonna for deny real. that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that, keep, keep that. that. <laughs> to be honest, um, WWE, you were there for me when I was in a dark place. I actually, I got over a, a lot of depression back in high school when my girlfriends were dumping me. <laughs> well, you're having sex with them. I can't, I can't even say it. I can't even say it in a straight face. Yeah. Uh, I can't say it. <laughs> I'm like, what dark place no. were you in, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but for real. I mean, you know, you know that um, every Monday night we had like that. Uh, dude, let's be real. How many weekends you were counting the days for Monday night? I mean, that was like our tradition, wasn't it? Even like, pay-per-views in general. Like, oh my god! You remember to, how like, excited Mike Mania every year or and us getting togethers like a, like the, the, uh, the Wings All Star. That, that for me was like the highlight. Sometimes for, in every month, that was a big social like, thing. WWE yeah. and not and the stories I. Re- I honestly, I was excited for every Monday, and that's it's been so long that I know that's gone now. But yeah, I mean, I'm honestly happy that I found the product when I found it because back in the days, I never watched anything else besides that. So, and yeah, I think it opened up, you know, different conversations because back then you guys watched it. Everybody watched it. As I was the last one, I think, right? I'm pretty sure. I got, I got into it very late. And then we got Jay and everybody else, remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm like I really enjoyed it. You were there for me, but just like everything, it must come to an end. Nothing's nothing's made forever. I love you. No f- off. Oh, wow. What was that? <laughs> That's a f- right off. There. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Alex, you can try to beat that if you like, but. Uh... Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to beat that, but I'm going to try. Um, I'm going to start by saying something that I've heard many people in the wrestling industry say, and that's never say never. So uh, as far as me as far as far me never watching again, I'm not going to lie and say that I'll never watch it again because that's, that's BS. You know, like, I think all of us, if you were to find out that, like, Stone Cold. There was an event, yeah, like if CM Punk and Stone Cold were to wrestle at me oh, yeah, next that. year, oh, oh, dude, you know yeah. you would watch it. I'll, I'll buy a shirt and everything. I'd kill a baby to watch that movie. Dude, you, <laughs> would, you would pay for a front row ticket in the arena to oh, yeah. watch it. I'd like, sell my house to watch that. Easily. Virtual, virtual arena. I will never say never, but the way that it's looking right now, it's 
like I, I haven't been watching it like I said like I've, I've seen updates here and there so I mean I'm, I'm sure there will be a time when I'll get back into it you know who knows like maybe my daughter might get into it at some point and for me like the coolest thing about wrestling that I've seen recently has been the emergence of women's wrestling and how you know when I used to watch it when I was a kid it was all like bra and panties matches and there was just mm-hmm. like like no one really cared about it and now it's becoming something where it's like a staple like the women are actually doing better than than the males are if she were to say I want to go to an event or I would want to be a wrestler or do something like I'm not going to deny her that and for that I'd, I'd be supporting her and I'd watch it again you know maybe if uh, Vince McMahon just so happens that he's been hanging out with Trump lately and he catches the Rona and he doesn't make it through 2020 then who knows maybe I'll watch it again um and I don't wish that upon anybody it's that's a joke but seriously like for me you know who knows what could happen like I said never say never that's how I'm gonna end it so that's your eulogy okay that's That's over my two minutes I was a little over two minutes but you know Uh, Mr. President, Mr. President, thank you, Mr. President, thank you, thank you, Mr. Alex, thank you. Here's my here's my eulogy. Wrestling, then, now, forever, forever.